Good morning, Maranatha. Welcome to Sunday Morning Alive. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website. We're so glad that you are hungry and thirsty enough for righteousness to come and hear a sermon from the Word of God. The Scripture is very, very clear that all about itself, really, <laughs> all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for reproof, rebuke, correction, and instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God, hallelujah, might be fully furnished unto every good work. In other words, have everything we need to live pleasing to God and to serve God effectively. You see, Christian maturity comes as we receive and respond in obedience to the Word of God. It's called the Word of Truth, and the Holy Spirit is come to guide us into all truth when He <laughs> the, the spirit of truth is come. He will guide us into all truth. And the scripture is very clear in John's gospel. St. John chapter 8, 30 and 31. If you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you continue in my word, that's where the Spiritual growth comes from. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Amen. Spiritual growth. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Not stay on the milk, but begin to receive the meat of the word of God and come into spiritual maturation, spiritual maturity. No more children. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's where we are headed as believers today if we continue in the Word. That's what's going to happen if we continue in the Word. We're going to be able to discern because of strong meat of the Word that we're able to receive. We're going to be able to discern good from evil. And you say, Pastor, that should, that's simple. Uh, good is an angel and evil is a devil in a red jumpsuit with horns and a pitchfork. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't that simple. It isn't black and white. Uh, it is in the spiritual sense of light and darkness, but no marvel if Satan himself, Satan himself, be transformed as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness. So we can't tell the difference by feelings. We can't tell the difference by just just what appears to us. The scripture is clear again. Even if an angel, even if an angel appears and brings another gospel, the gospel is so settled, so firm, so eternally <laughs> inerrant. If an angel brings, not a devil, not a demon, but an angel, that's what makes it believable. An angel comes with another gospel. Let him be anathema. Let him be under the strongest judgment of God possible. Because this kind of lie that would deviate from that that would truly save the soul, a lie that would give someone a false sense of security, is a lie that needs to be rebuked 
and refuted even if an angel comes, even if an angel of light comes. That, that is beautiful and, and, and seductive and the appearance of the brightness and the light and the, and the beauty and yet brings another gospel. We as Christians are supposed to be knowledgeable enough in the word that if he tells us something that deviates from that that has been delivered for no other gospel can be preached but that that has been preached. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, if there ever is a day when we need to grow up, not just grow old, but grow up, it is now. Because this is a time of great deception. It would mark the end times. And unless we grow up spiritually, we're not going to be equipped to bear up without being deceived. At the very least, defrauded out of the rightful blessings of God, defrauded from them because of false teachers and false teachings, defrauded of the grace offered us to bear up under trials while we follow them that say there's a place in faith where you will never have to bear anything. You just live in this spiritual bubble. Think about what you're hearing today. You can live in this spiritual bubble that nothing can penetrate. You can manipulate your life with your own words, not with God's word, but with your own words of faith to have the kind of life that you want to have. <laughs> you can, you can create literally until you, until the trump sounds, <laughs> you can create heaven on earth. That is not what is promised. That is not what is taught in the Word of God. No disciple could do that. Jesus certainly didn't live in that bubble. He went to the cross. He bore our sins upon the cross. He bore the temptations. He bore the frustrations. Oh, foolish generation, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? So did John the Baptist. So did the Apostle Paul. I couldn't give you meat because you were. I was not able. Therefore, I fed you with milk. And when you should be out winning others, telling others about Jesus, you still have need that someone preach to you the first principles of the oracles of God. I speak this to your shame. Friend of mine, spiritual immaturity will keep you in a bassinet for, for a Christianette, amen, that, that thrives on sermonettes on Sunday morning. Spiritual milk is essential to start your journey to maturity. But you must graduate from the milk to the meat. And when Paul could not give meat, when there was time for maturity to begin to occur, why didn't it occur? Because they lost their desire for that consistency in the milk that would cause them to begin to grow and mature and pass from spiritual baby food, <laughs> hallelujah, to spiritual adult food and become strong, stalwart followers of Jesus that were capable of even checking out angels if they appeared to them with any other gospel than that that had been brought them. 
This is a serious, serious time that we're living in. And too many Christians are supporting ministers and ministries that are not bringing the whole counsel of God to them, that are deceitfully using the scriptures. And because they're so caught up with the personality of the preacher instead of the person of Jesus Christ, because they are so caught up they never go back to the Word to check anything out any further. They take it at face value. And they well, the Bible said it would happen, but here's the, the consequences of it are so serious. Here's what the Scripture says. No, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last days, times that we were living in prophetically, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. <laughs> Are we going to the first church of Satan? No, we don't have to go to a satanic church or a spiritualist church or, or some other kind of Eastern religious belief. All we have to do is go to a church with someone in the pulpit that is not accurately bringing the Word of God to us. Listen, beware of wolves, Jesus said, <laughs> that, that come to you, oh yeah, there's a wolf, I'm a sheep, I better get close to the shepherd, I better not get out here on my own, I better be defended by someone who can take care of me because I'm no match for that wolf. But beware of a wolf? Sure, if I knew it was a wolf. But Jesus said, beware of wolves, in sheep's clothing. Beware, these are the false prophets that will infiltrate the church, the true church, and deceive many. Who's going to be deceived? Well, it's not going to be those mature Christians who know the Scripture, who know the Word of God, and who are able by the exercise of their senses. You may not know the Scripture immediately, you might not be able to tell immediately a wolf in a sheep's suit. But the Bible said strong meat belongs to those that are of full age, that have grown up and matured spiritually, and are able, by virtue of being grown up spiritually, to discern good and evil. You see, even when good appear, evil appears as good, we'll still be able because we'll go to the Word of God. Not what we feel, not some sensation we may get. We will go to the Word of God. If you continue in my Word, you'll know the truth and it'll become so Christianized within us. <laughs> it's not just know it intellectually. You will know it spiritually and experientially and personally. And I, I remember in our younger days when we first got saved all those decades ago, I remember hearing a ministry that, that my own pastor was beguiled by, that my own pastor couldn't answer the question when I called him. And I said, Pastor, Something doesn't seem right, and I, I'm, I, I don't know the Bible that well, but I, I, something doesn't seem right. And, and he said, well, prove all things and hold fast. That's it's good. That's a scripture. But how can I, if I don't know the scripture yet, how can I, what do I prove it by? 
I can't go by my feelings. I, I don't. I don't want to go against God or or ha- be questioning a man of God, a woman of God. But something wasn't right. It's a red flag. It's 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 waving. It's saying, warning, warning, warning. In fact, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to take the time. We're just going to take a little bit of time to tell you this experience I had. We were in an old-fashioned, old-time tent meeting, and I'd been to several of them when God's Spirit moved and people were healed and people were saved and delivered and set free. I had no qualms about being under a canvas tent sitting on a folding chair, rejoicing in the Lord with fellow Christians. But there was a man praying for people and laying hands on them and they were falling out under the supposed power of God. Now, I have fallen out. I have prayed for people who have fallen out under the power. I didn't touch them. I didn't have anything to do with that. If I did touch them, it was gingerly. I never wanted no flesh to be involved or be deceived in this thing. God's power manifests. You'll know it if you're mature enough to discern it. I wasn't. I wasn't. But I, I was listening. I'd been to church for a, a few months after becoming a Christian. And I was, I was listening to what the man was saying to them. He said, you know, when I pray for people, my spirit goes and sits up above. I can see myself praying for people. Now, this is before the first person he prayed for. And he said, my spirit leaves my body, it sits up high above my body, and I can see myself praying for people. And he said, and Jesus comes down into my body, and he is, he is healing the sick through me. I'm not in there. He's in there. Okay, I'm, I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm waiting. I, now I'm a little confused. I never heard that before, but people were lining up for prayer because it's as if Jesus is there, not because he said, I'll be there when you gather. It's because this man has left his body and Jesus has entered his body. Well, Christ is in all of us. Uh, uh, You know, I'm using logic now. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay, Christ in him. But did he have to leave completely? And now Jesus has entered. And then this first person that came for prayer, he said, after he had explained that it's Jesus in him now, and he's sitting up above, and he looked him in the eye and he said, look in my eyes, who do you see? Well, they should have seen a man that was going to pray for them, a man of God even that was going to pray for them. But they said, I see Jesus, and they fell out. A friend of mine, something inside of me said, this is not right. This just isn't right. I didn't know the scriptures. I didn't know the Bible. But I, my pastor, I called my pastor. I said, is this right? Is, 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 can this happen? Is, does this ever happen to you? And he said, all I can tell you is pray about it. I thought, you know, I, 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 I'm not going back until I know. My wife and I, baby Christians, we didn't go back. And, and, and friend of mine, it wasn't three weeks before that whole meeting turned into a big spiritual mess. 
They prayed for a girl that went out under the supposed power of God and and stayed in a kind of a a trance-like state for several days and other people had to go and minister to her. There was all kinds of things going wrong until it just blew up and the man that was supposed to be out of his body and Jesus taking it over, he fell off. He went away from God, got off the rails Became a police officer for a little while. <laughs> in in the in the central Florida area, never heard of him ministering again. But gullible people that we looked up to, gullible people that we thought were so much more spiritual than we were. We were not trying to be spiritual. We're just trying to find out what what is right, what is wrong when you. When someone says, thus saith the Lord, is it always the Lord? I hate to question it. If it is, I don't want to be a questioning, doubting uh, believer. (laughs) Amen. And I want to think the best of everyone. And I did think the best of everyone until I found out there were things that were wrong in the name of the Lord. And the only place we could go was back into the word of God. If you continue, this is this. Maybe we need to title this today. If you continue in the word, you'll know the truth. If you continue in the word, you'll know the truth. That should be the title of this message, (laughs) Brother Doug. If you continue in the word, you'll know the truth. John it's gospel, St. John, not 1 John, St. John 8, 30 and 31. If you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. I might add, if it will make you free, it will keep you free. The first thing the Roman soldier put on in the figurative analogy of spiritual warfare and the preparation for it in Ephesians 6, verse 10 and on down. Take ye the whole armor of God. It starts with the belt of truth. That's what he put on in the morning because everything else hinged on it. The truth about salvation, the truth about how to be right with God, the breastplate of righteousness, the truth, (laughs) amen, as the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of truth, praise God, and the truth of the word, (laughs) which is the word of God. Sanctify them through thy word, Jesus said, for thy word is truth. If you're going to defeat a devil that's a liar and the father of it and a deceiver, the weapon you use against him is truth. Praise God. He's a murderer because he's a liar from the beginning. And that's why he's able to kill, still and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. For what? For I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. When you know the truth, the truth will keep you free from error, free from deception. It will bring faith into your heart. Faith cometh by hearing the truth of the word of God. Amen. Now you're clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. Sanctifying power is in the word of God. 
Amen. And in that maturing process, when we graduate from milk to meat, after there was this transition to where I said, listen, I'm going to judge everything, not the person, their heart, but I'm going to judge what they're saying. Angel or preacher or apostle or prophet or bishop or whoever, I'm going to judge their delivery of whatever they're saying by the word of the living God. If it variates from the word of God, I am not responsible It doesn't matter if people are falling out, if people claim to be healed. It doesn't matter all the other stuff. Do you know the false prophet that is going to come on the scene is going to deceive with lying wonders. Lying wonders. There's going to be supernatural manifestations, but it'll be to confirm a lie instead of to confirm the truth. The wonders that Jesus wrought, the miracles the apostles wrought, was to confirm the truth. When the false prophet comes, he's going to use lying wonders to confirm lies. And people who don't know the truth according to the word of God will follow any kind of sign and wonder without checking out the person Is this wonder to confirm a lie or is this wonder to confirm a truth? You've got to be mature in the Lord. You've got to be knowledgeable in the Scripture. In the Pentecostal church I came up in and I'm Pentecostal, I believe in the full gospel, the gifts of the Spirit, but I believe in the study of the Word of God. Because this is where the growth comes from. This is the foundation for all our spiritual growth. Just talking in tongues without maturing in the fruit of the Spirit is sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Though I have faith to remove mountains and have not charity, divine agape love, it profits me nothing. I mean, here's the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, I believe it is, and Paul is saying, you know, unless you grow spiritually, then all of this becomes chaos, sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. said, when a man comes in to hear in your congregation and he's not saved and he's there to hear the way of salvation, the gospel in essence, he comes in your midst and he's unlearned and everyone's speaking in tongues and no one's interpreting and no one is preaching and no one is teaching, but you're having a good time and edifying yourself. But an unlearned person is learning nothing. How shall they believe upon him of whom they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he go? except he be sent, called, and anointed. Listen, friend, I've seen this occur too many times in our own movement. I'm not talking about a denomination, but a, a, a persuasion, a persuasiveness that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. I believe it. I operate in gifts. I interpret tongues. I speak in tongues as a full gospel minister. But I am primarily a teacher and preacher of the Word of God. And if people are not coming, hungry, desiring the sincere milk of the Word, they're going to be hunting for a church where they can just have an experience 
or get a word from the Lord through a gift of the Spirit instead of the word of the Lord through the Bible. Hallelujah. God's eternal, inerrant word. And today I'm encouraging you that if you are not in a Bible study, if you are not in a church where the word is preached, and I mean, it said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. We're supposed to be so filled with the spirit and also so filled with the scripture that even if an angel comes and brings another gospel, how are you going to know it's another? Because you know the truth according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. When Jesus was confronted with different situations, he would always go back to the scriptures and the prophets. He would say, what saith the scripture? And that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. With all of the miracles that he wrought, he did not ask anyone to believe just because of the miracles. But that those miracles and he himself was a fulfillment of the prophecies that were already written in the old covenant in the word. Praise God. Friend of mine, we don't just follow preachers because some supernatural thing occurs. The false prophet will deceive many who will immediately see something or feel something supernatural and take whatever else is being taught in because the false prophet is going to use religion to unify people behind the Antichrist And when the Antichrist, who is anti-Christ and anti-God, a God-hater, listen, when he gets the power he needs, he will turn on everything that speaks of God and present himself in the place of God. Oh, friend of mine, this day is approaching. The great tribulation is coming. Prior to that, what shall be the sign? In Matthew 24, they asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? One of the things he said that's relevant to what we're preaching, teaching right now about spiritual maturity. He said, many false prophets. This is within the Christian community. Listen, shall go forth and they shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That's the great falling away of the end time, the apostasy, it is called. That day, the tribulation, the manifestation of the Antichrist during the first part of it, that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that falling away, I believe, has already begun. It will come to its climax and its apex during the tribulation. But it's already begun. There are, just this week, there are reports of Christian artists, Christian singers singing about God, singing to God as as a praise leader, and yet now denying the faith. The Apostle Paul said they went out from us, but they were not of us. 
Because if they were of us, if they were truly saved, born again, and Christian, they would not have went out from us. But they appeared to be some of the most spiritual and devoted, making money, period, off of their songs with no real devotion to, and therefore, according to Scripture, no really knowledge of Jesus. Many shall say unto me, Lord, Lord, Jesus said, many are going to call me Lord. Say, I've done wonderful works in your name so far as to cast out devils in your name. And I will say unto them, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Remember, false prophets will minister something that will give permission, will allow, will condone, consent to iniquity abounding, lawlessness all manner of sinfulness to abound. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. That's how serious getting under the Word of God and getting the Word of God into you, praise God, is today. So we won't be caught up in the falling away and we won't be deceived by false prophets. We will grow up in the Lord. And even if an angel, even if an angel brings another gospel, let him be anathema. That means let him be rejected and under the strongest, strongest judgment of God. You see, the, Jesus said it would be better that a millstone, he's figuratively speaking, but listen to what he's saying, that a millstone be hung around your neck, cast into the midst of the sea, than to be a stumbling block to one of these little ones, these young ones that are seeking truth, seeking the way of salvation, to hinder that, to give some substitute for that that would lead them to an eternity without God and still eternity with God. He said, I'm going to hold them accountable for that. A day is coming when there's going to be an accounting. So the Bible tells us as believers, keep make your calling and election sure. Make sure that you're not deceived today. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you have any doubt in your heart, come to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. If you, if you doubt your salvation, get saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you won't doubt it. Because he, if you're truly saved, His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God and He will recognize you as such when you stand before Him. In the midst of all this shaking, the Scripture says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. Praise God. Oh, friend, today, I don't want to shake your faith. I want to shape your faith into something that cannot be shaken by any of the false prophets, false doctrine, false teachings, because today it's all over the place. And the Christian community has not been spared. There are many turning from the faith. Turning, turning into fables and turning into, to, to Eastern religions and turning into all kinds of things other than 
the truth of God that we're to be holding fast until Jesus comes. That's why he asked the question, posed the question, when I return, shall I find faith? The word that is used in the Greek is pistis, and the context in which it's used is not active faith to be healed, to gain riches, to gain money and wealth, uh, to to go up with the company until you're the CEO. No, it's not to wear certain jewels. No, it's not that kind of faith. It's faithfulness. It's fidelity. It's being true to God. In spite of the deception, in spite of the false things that are being taught, staying true to become a real follower of Jesus and not get caught up in the falling away, but be ready for the catching away, the rapture of the church. For if the tribulation is near, so is the coming of Jesus for his bride. Friend of mine, here's what he wants to do today. He wants to save you. He wants to seal you with the Holy Spirit. And he wants to keep you safe from the wrath to come. So today, if you're not sure that you are saved, I pray that you will come to Christ. That you will come to Jesus today. That you won't run from him. That you will run to him. And that you will accept Him as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sin. We've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior. And Jesus wants to be yours today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Don't go further into the darkness. Don't go further into the darkness. Come to the light. Run to the light. Repent of your sins. Receive Jesus as your Savior. He will save your soul. You'll be reconciled unto God. He will seal you with the Holy Spirit. That means He will mark you as His own. You will never hear Him say, Depart from me, I don't know you. No, He will welcome you. He's marked you. He's branded you, to use a Western term. You belong to Him. He can pick you out in any crowd because you wear His mark. And the foundation of God stands sure having that seal. That's how He seals you, with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Lord knoweth them that are His. Praise God. You know the Lord and He knows you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Make no mistake about it, a day is coming when He'll separate the righteous from the unrighteous. And we'll know that the Lord doth make a difference. Make sure you're standing with Him and for Him. Dear Christian today, It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. I demand Scripture to back up what I hear preached. I don't want to just hear someone say what an evangelist said years ago that stirred everybody. 
made everybody want to shout and dance and have a great time. What he said was very good. He said, I got my double barrel shotgun loaded with Holy Ghost buckshot. And I'm going to let the devil have it with both barrels. And he stomped the floor. And people like to tore the house down praising God. But they left with no more knowledge than they entered with. You see the difference in just emotionalism and growing up and growing strong. Oh, let's grow up (laughs) and let's grow strong and let's stand true in Jesus' name.